Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. we got a great podcast for you today. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. I just posted this yesterday on my social media, on Instagram, inside of our Facebook group. I want to just read the quote real quick, and this is powerful. Powerful. Here you go. You are breaking generational curses. That's why things don't come so easy for you. You are who your bloodline has been waiting for. Wow. Generational curses. You know... Um, that speaks to me in so many different ways. Later today on the show, I'm going to drop a best of podcast with Bob Proctor that I did nine years ago, nine years ago. So take a listen to that. And Bob Proctor was the first one where I started following, where he would talk about these things called generational curses. Give you an example, generational welfare. Okay. Generational welfare. Uh, people, families that are on welfare tend to raise children who end up living off of the government, being on welfare and all that. Why? Because they all they know is what they know. This is how they were raised. They were raised to be on food stamps and Section 8 housing. How do I know? Well, I used to be a landlord. I had 40 rental units, and I had a percentage of those rental units would be Section 8 tenants. And I was in the game long enough to where I would see the parents on Section 8 housing. And then at that time, their kids would be in high school. And then their kids would have children out of wedlock and then go on Section 8 themselves. And I was like, wow, didn't this last name sounds familiar? Yeah, that was my mom and dad used to run from me. I'm like, wow, Bob Proctor. And it came right back to me, wow, Bob Proctor, Well, when I used to talk to Bob. And by the way, as a side note, I'm going to drop a few more of these best of podcasts. So I just thought it would be a great idea to go back into the archives and just have you listen. If you didn't catch them eight, nine years ago, you can catch them again. So that's when the one I'm dropping later today on the Everyday Saturday show. But I remember Bob speaking today. He's like, Sam, have you ever heard of generational welfare, that term? I was like, yeah, I think I have, sure. And when he said it, I hadn't been in the landlord game long enough to see it kind of happen in my own life. And then I started thinking about my own experiences, like growing up, where I grew up and how I grew up, you know, youngest of eight kids. I remember being on food stamps, but I never really thought it was a big deal. I remember going down and getting the government cheese. I remember going to the Salvation Army, the humdrum shop, we used to call it, and buying shirts. I share the story where I was wearing a kid's shirt in high school. I was in ninth grade, junior high, actually. And I mean, he said, hey, that's my shirt. I'm like, oh, my God. Is there anything more? Think about when you're a teenager. Everything is about you, your image, and how you want to try to keep up, and you're trying to be cool, and you want to fit in. Imagine having another kid in your class come up to you and call you out in the lunchroom because you're wearing his shirt that his family gave to the Goodwill. And that's where I got it from. You know, It was, it was embarrassing. I tried to play it off. And it wasn't conspicuous. I share the story. It's like, you know, it had firecracker 
emblemed on the back and those iron-on letters and, you know, half of the letters were worn off. It was just so embarrassing. I mean, it definitely was his shirt that I was wearing. But anyway, I get back to breaking the generational curse. So what curses are in your family? Alcoholism, pornography, drug addiction, divorce, abuse, spousal abuse. I mean, all of these things you can break. And I think that, to me, speaks to how powerful life can be. In either direction, it could be a positive force, it could be a negative force, and I absolutely believe that you know that we're in a spiritual warfare, like the demons that we have inside of us, get, making sure we deal with those. I mean, this is just, it's so deep for just an eight to 10 minute audio. I'm just saying because I wanna get you to start thinking that the reason that you do what you do is not because you wanna pick up a paycheck and 30% goes to the government and some of it goes to your 401k and Maybe you get a nice IRA and a matching pension. None of that matters. None of that matters. What matters is breaking generational curses that have been in your family for years. And you now, you right now, what you can do is you can stop all of that and you can start a brand new legacy with your own family. I'll give you another example. You know, when I grew up, my mom was going to work every day as a nurse at a factory. You know, she worked at Case Knives, Case cutlery where they make knives in Bradford, PA. My mom was the plant nurse. So, you know, guys would come to her throughout the day, cut their finger off, or they need stitches here, or they need an aspirin. It was all over the place, you know. So my mom was the plant nurse there. And then I remember my mom, you know, our car wouldn't always start. Bradford, PA was a very, and still is a very cold place to be in January and February. We're talking about pipes freezing regularly, frost on the inside of your windows type stuff, 20, 30 below zero. And my mom be out there hitchhiking to work, you know? And that's, that's why she always had that commitment to getting to work. She would actually hitchhike in her nurse's uniform walking along the road just to get to work in the morning. It's 6.37 in the morning while it's 10 below outside. Just crazy stuff. So after my mom broke her hip when I was in the eighth grade, she got laid off while she was in a hospital bed. And then she became a nurse at the local hospital at the nursing pavilion. All right, so she would take care of the elderly. And when she got when she got started there, her shift was 11 to 7. So 11 at night, 7 in the morning. And then she became uh, full-time working uh, 3 to 11. So she would, when I came home from high school, throughout my high school years, my mom was at work because I got home after 3 o'clock, especially if I had basketball practice after school. And then she wouldn't get home till probably 11.30 at night. So I would already be asleep by then. And when I woke up, she'd be sleeping. So very rarely did I see my mom until she had a day off. I mean, think about today and how we really coddle our kids. And we got to be at Johnny's soccer game and lacrosse and all these different things. And don't want to make too life too hard and everybody gets a trophy and all that stuff. I think, man, when I grew up, you know, I would get home after three. My mom would already be at work, and I'd be in bed by 11, and my mom would already, you know, she'd still be at work. It was crazy, man, back then, but I, I wouldn't trade it. I tell you all of that, I wouldn't trade a minute of it, not a single minute of it, because what it did, it really emphasized on who I hung around. I could, I could have been on drugs. I could have been doing all these crazy things. I could have been vandalizing, stealing. My mom would have never known unless I got caught by the police because she's never home. But that's not how I was really raised, number one. And number two, the friends I hung out with didn't do that stuff. That's why it's so important, even at age 52, as I am right now, I always choose, even more now than ever, who I spend my time with. Because it has such an impact on how you think, how you act, your thoughts determine your decisions, which determine your actions and your results, all of that based on who you hang around. And I had that at such a young age, that discernment, thank God.
But the point, the reason I share all that with you, I didn't have an example of an entrepreneur. I didn't know that you could go out and, you know, use a credit card and buy a rental property until I did it. I didn't know you could go out and, you know, start a website or a podcast until I did it. But there's success leaves clues. I mean, there's people all around you that are doing things that, you know, they may be doing it at a super high level. You don't got to say, oh, because remember, man, I mean, trying to trying to compare yourself, imitation, that's torture. I mean, that is absolute torture saying that I can't believe, oh, my God, I'm not at that level. You'll always be saying that. Just be happy with what you have. The happiest people are the people who actually want what they have. But just because you didn't have an example in your life growing up in generations of maybe somebody who was an entrepreneur, someone who sowed seeds of love into you. I've never had a parent. You guys know. I mean, you know this story. I'm just sharing this with you because this this is why this quote is so powerful to me. I've never had a parent not one time in their life say, I love you. I love you, Sam. Never heard it one time in my life ever. So that that's not an excuse. I tell my girls every minute Every time, love you, love you, love you, love you. When they go to bed, love you, love you. It's not just a text message either. I mean, that's easy to do as well. Love you guys. Put it in a group chat. No, tell them. Tell your kids. You know, tell the people. Tell your spouse. I mean, those are seeds that you're planting that end up sprouting later on. There, you're not going to see the immediate result. Trust me, when you're raising teenage girls, telling them that you love them every day is not the end all, be all, cure all to making sure that they live the best life ever. Okay, but it plants seeds. It plants, and that's what you're doing when you're breaking these generational curses is you're planting seeds. My kids don't have any memory of me ever going to a job. Just think about that. Think about how I just described my upbringing in Bradford, Pennsylvania in the 70s and the 80s. Think about that, and think about now. Here we are recording at the end of 2020, and my kids have no recollection of me ever going to a job. That right there is breaking a generational curse. The job isn't a curse. It's the mindset that went with the job saying that me personally believe that I believe freedom over security and you can go for your dream. You can do be whatever you want in this world. I wasn't just a dad saying that you can be whatever you want, girls. Like I was showing them you can be whatever you want to be. You want to record a podcast in your car every day in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot? You can do it. You want to go to college? Go to college. Just make sure there's always purpose and there's a reason. We talked about yesterday on the show the two most important days of your life are when you were born and figuring out why you were even born. I mean, that is so compelling. So understand this much. If you have, and I, and you do, we all do have that generational curse, your bloodline is cheering you on. Say, come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. I believe that. I really do believe that. And more importantly, this isn't just some motivational speak. This is happening. When you decide that you're going to actually do something about your life and about where you are, when you make the decision and you have a congruent action that goes with it, man, everything changes. And the beauty of it is your kids are watching you. They're watching you. And believe me, they're listening when you're saying you can be anything you want in this world and you're not going for your dream. Honey, you can do whatever you want, but I'm going to go to my job that I hate and work for the bosses that I curse out every single day. But you, you can do the exact opposite. I'm not a model of that. I've never shown you that you can, but I believe you can. That's just not congruent. If you're telling your kids that you can go and do whatever you want in this world, whatever you put your mind to, why don't you do it? Like, why don't you walk the walk? Why don't you actually model that for them? Because what you're going to find is that they will be not listening to anything you say because your actions are telling them everything they need to hear. But more importantly, you will now start living a purpose-driven life. 
So just understand, things aren't coming easy for you because you're breaking generational curses. That's why. I mean, they're not coming easy. You don't want them to come easy. I mean, this is not about how easy stuff can be. It's about the person that you got to grow into. I mean, I wish, I wish, you know, a lot of the things that happened to me in my past would have been easy, but those are self-inflicted wounds. I did all that to myself. Every bad financial relationship and health choice that I made resulted in things being very difficult for me and those were self-inflicted wounds and i would argue everything is a self-inflicted wound because we have 100 percent free will to do what it is and think what we want to think and all of that however it doesn't need to be a prison sentence it doesn't need to be a death sentence for your dream i mean just because you made a stupid decision like i've made a million times you can always reverse that go in a different direction and change it i mean like the great jim Rohn said move you're not a tree all right get going and so this is just such a powerful episode. It spoke to me. I hope it speaks to you. And I really do believe that when you understand this, you're not going to be thinking, why is life so hard? You're going to say, wow, that's why. That's why. Now I've got to react to that. Can't control what happened in the past, but I can 100% control over how I react to it. All right. Hope this spoke to you. And let's get after it, man. Let's have an amazing day. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.